Welcome back. Another episode of Not Always Anxiety. This one might get a little heavy, and I'm sorry in advance, um, but it's still important, and I feel like I should put it out there, even though it's still really fresh for me, so it's it's kind of difficult. But I had a really good week. My friends came to visit. It was amazing. This is our 25th year, 25th anniversary as I call it um, with my one best friend and then with his wife who I became really good friends with through him it's been 20 years so we celebrated by being adults and we got matching tattoos well my one friend from 25 years and I got matching tattoos and then my other friend his wife got her nose pierced and it's adorable and I love it and it kind of cracks me up because I have been like, I'm the, the black sheep friend. Like I'm the one with the weird hair and the tattoos and piercings and have since like high school, whereas they have no piercings and no tattoos. Uh, but not anymore. Now they're, they're part of us, the weird kids club. So it's pretty funny, but it's, it was just interesting because they've known me since I was a teenager, like 15. So I feel that they very, like, they know me in and out. Like, they've been with me through, like, the most critical, um, like, life-changing things. But they've also been with me and have seen, like, the evolution and the growth. And I'm I'm lucky that we all grew um, in a way that we're still really close friends and that we haven't deviated from each other. So that's really nice. And I think since last like the the thing that's getting me about it is I had kind of a I can't say a fight it's not a fight a strong conversation I don't know the right word for it uh, with my mother last week and it's been really really bugging me a lot I think it was no it wasn't last week today's Friday it was Monday it wasn't even a week ago so I had a, an appointment with my therapist, and then afterwards I had an appointment with a, it's a mental health nurse practitioner, and the whole point of seeing her was I was referred by my primary doctor to manage um, like mental health medications, because we've done the gene site testing and found what medications don't work well, what do according like to my genes, and my doctor essentially wanted somebody that specializes in that to handle it because I am a complex patient. So I went there and it wasn't like nothing. Like it was a good appointment, but in the end she was like, I think you're doing like what your doctor's already prescribed and the route that, you know, your care plan is kind of exactly what I would do. So I'll just leave it up to him to manage. So I kind of was like, okay, why why did I do this in a way? Like I don't feel like it was productive. Um, but anyway, I went back and my parents were watching my kids for these appointments. So I went back to pick them up and my mom was like, Hey, uh, how'd your appointment go? I'm like, eh, like good, not great. Like there was nothing, you know, nothing phenomenal happened. It was just, you know, I kind of went over it with her and I have to preface this. I know that this is coming from a different place. 
because their neighbor, um, who is an elderly woman, she just lost her son who is 60, who, who was 61 unknown reasons. Um, but anyway, like about my mom's age. So I know that that's really kind of hitting hard for her. And I'm just, I only mentioned it to give you a framework of the following conversation. So recently there's been a couple strings of un, I can't say unplanned, but just, you know, events where people have passed away pretty recently that she's not particularly close to, but it's in her orbit. So now she's thinking about it a lot. And I thought everything's fine. You know, she was telling me about her neighbor and I'm, you know, I'm so sorry that happened. Please, you know, send my condolences. And she says like, yeah, I want to, I want to talk to you for a second. And I was like, oh, okay. So we go out, um, onto her patio. So the kids aren't around, nobody's around. And she has somebody very close, um, to my sister and her husband, brother. I can't say brother. Someone very close to my sister's boyfriend, long-term boyfriend, um, recently passed away by suicide. And that was very shocking. And my sister was friends with her. You know, it's it's practically her in-law that she's been together with her boyfriend 10 years, whatever. Um, But anyway, it's that kind of shocked her. And, you know, my mom's thinking about that and how, you know, young and just nobody saw nobody ever sees it coming you know but nobody saw it coming so she was saying something along the lines of like I I hope that if it ever gets like that for you talking to me that you would tell somebody and I was understand I'm like yes absolutely um like I don't I don't think like there's just and this is my fault for for not knowing when to not say things Um, but I, I just said, I'm like, no, I would never do that because I've got my family, you know, my kids and I love you guys too much to put you through that. Like, I just, you know, my thing is I just don't want to exist. Sometimes I have a very dry sense of humor. Um, and sometimes I definitely don't read the room properly. And while it is true, like there, and that's been true most of my life, like I've always had that feeling of just not wanting to exist in some capacity. Um, and now that I'm older and I look back at things and analyze it, I realize that it's mostly just from overwhelm and from undiagnosed neurodivergence and, you know, a lot of things that, uh, now that I'm older, I can understand the reasoning behind them, but she doesn't, and she doesn't have that back knowledge. So we start talking and she starts getting very upset and tearing up. I was like, what is, what's the matter? Like, what's going on? And she was like, you know, I just worry about you. And you know, I'm, I'm just, I feel sick. Like I, I worry about you so much and I see how you're changing and I'm just very upset. I'm like, okay, well let's talk about it. And now bear in mind, this is all new. Like my mom, I love my mom. But we did not have like these in-depth, you know, Hallmark Lifetime movie moments growing up. Like we didn't really talk a lot. Um, And it's very, it makes me really sad now because I I see so much of what I've 
I don't know how to describe it anyway. Um, but we'd never really, until I was an adult, started talking a little bit more in depth about things. So I asked, I was like, well, what, what do you mean? Like, what do you see changing? And she said, you're just so, you're just not happy because you used to be so happy and so bubbly and cheerful. And, you know, you just smiled all the time. And now you're just, you're angry and you're always like frustrated and sad. And she goes, you just don't have that same feel that you used to. And I, I just kind of like, okay, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Um, I'm trying to respect her opinions and views and things and not discredit them. Um, but she was, I was just like, well, I don't see the same perspective as you do. I see absolutely I'm angry and I'm frustrated like because I'm trying desperately to get help and I've been chronically sick with one thing or another for the last couple of years. And I've been going to doctors to try to get answers and there's nothing. And she said, that's the other thing is you, you've just been obsessed about, you know, about the health thing. You've just been so obsessed and it's consuming you. And I wish you would stop. And I'm like, I can't stop. Like me being obsessed and wanting to get answers that's, that's part of who I am. Like I need to figure things out and that's always been there. And especially because I need to find answers because I have two kids that have the same things I do. And I didn't say this part to her, but in my head, I'm thinking it. It's because I've seen my mom go through the same things and the illness that she's had And that's been undiagnosed. And she's gone through the same thing, trying to get help from doctors for years. And I am not going to let that happen to my girls. And that's why I've been so adamant about figuring things out and getting things changed. So that way they don't have to go through it. Because I'm sure my grandmother went through the same thing. I didn't mention that to her. I just kept it about my girls. I didn't mention like, you know, bringing her into it. So... She then started saying, she's like, you know, your girls, it's, it's affecting them. Like it's affecting them. I coughed and your girls both jumped up and asked like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like panicked that they thought something was going to happen and it's not good. And it's not healthy for them to live like that. Like thinking something's going to happen. She goes, I think your daughters think that you're dying. And I said, do you know why they react like that? Because when I was really, really sick, that's what I felt like. And I kept, I didn't tell them, you know, I was just like, oh, mommy doesn't feel really good, but they know. And yes, of course I try to hide it as much as I can. But I mean, a year and a half ago when I was really, really, really sick and I couldn't get off the couch and I could hardly walk. And I was, I was having, like, I was nauseous and and getting sick all the time. Like, of course they know that, you know? And I didn't say this to her, but this is exactly what I went through as a child watching her go through all of her, the same issues. And that's why I'm fighting so hard because I don't want them to, you know, have the same thing. So it was very frustrating and I, I cried and it just, 
it made me realize something because I, when we were talking and she was, you know, the part she said about you being, you were always so happy and bubbly and cheerful. And now you're not. I realize now she hadn't seen me. Like I masked and covered up so much of my youth for multiple reasons. Um, again, undiagnosed neurodiversity um, happening heavily in the house. But I remember when I was 11 um, was when I really started going through um, like when depression first came around. It was really earlier than that. Um, but that's when it like got to the the most, I guess the biggest part, you know, and I had, they called in a counselor to come take me out of class a few times a week when I was, this is sixth grade. So right at the time where you're awkward and not feeling like comfortable in your own body, now I'm being taken out of class and going to a therapist who also happened to be the mother of one of the students in seventh grade. So talk about uncomfortableness <laughs> that everyone knows who this person is and why I'm getting taken out of class. So it was already, I already felt very other than, and now this was happening. So what I did unknowingly, but knowingly was that I'm better now. I'm happy. Look, see, I'm smiling. Like everything's fine. Nothing was fine. Nothing was fine. But that's the persona I put out to everybody because my little 11 year old brain said, okay, well, don't, don't show these emotions because this will get you, you know, ridiculed and it will cause problems for your, um, you know, like it'll upset your parents. If you know, your mom got really upset seeing you so sad and wanting to help. And, um, so just don't say anything like don't show that side anymore. So I didn't. And now as a 40 year old adult, my mother thinks that I, my personality is naturally happy, like happy-go-lucky, cheerful, bubbly. It's not. And that, I can imagine as a mother, that's got to be heartbreaking to have one view of your child and have that feeling like you know your kid inside and out and then have your child tell you that's not me and that's never been me. And that, that was just something I did so that nobody got upset around me, you know, or treated me different. You know, I got to imagine, like I'm, I'm getting sad, um, and choked up thinking about it as an adult, as, as myself, looking back at my younger self, but also looking at it as how would I feel if that was my own daughter telling me what I'm telling my mom. Oh, so it's really hard. Like it's, it's, it makes me really sad to realize like the extent that I have hidden away things about myself, um, for the benefit of others, but also just to fit in and, and not be singled out in a way. Um, and it made me realize, like, I wonder how many people know who I really am. And not saying that I do, I mean, <laughs> not saying that I even know completely who I really am. Um, but I mean, as far as like my friends go and, you know, my husband, my kids, like, I wonder if anybody like who has that knowledge of who I really am and without masking. 
and it real I realized that it was mostly my friends, like my two friends that just came to visit. I think they are probably only because of how long I've been friends with them and because they are also neurodivergent people. So I felt safe just being myself around them. And I know that they absolutely have seen me in dark, dark places and they have not pushed me away when I'm in those dark places. And they also know like they, they never were like, oh, just be happy or just do this. These two people would sit with me in uncomfortable silence and sit with me in darkness just so that they were there when I came out of it. And I would, you know, I do the same for them. But it it just made me realize how very lonely it makes you feel that that feeling of like your parents knowing you um, and knowing that they don't completely at least, you know, um, that was really hard. That was, that's a really hard, um, realization that I've had this week is that I've, I've hidden so much of myself away and I'm just now starting to get comfortable and trying to undo that. And when I do, once again, I get the reminder of don't be yourself. It makes people uncomfortable. So it kind of reinforces the exact reason why I started doing it in the first place, except it's 30 years later. And, it, you know, so it's, it's very weird and um, it's, it's just hard. And I, she's very old school as far as thinking goes. So she also touched on like, I don't believe that, you know, ADHD is a thing and that it's, it's just, you know, an umbrella diagnosis that they throw at people and you know you're not that different um and I I think it's because she views it as such a negative thing because of the thought process when she was younger and and growing up like that thought she hasn't um evolved and I understand I I get it but um it's still just it's been a it's been a really hurtful week I guess (laughs) is the best way to say it like it's just been a really hurtful week to um to start feeling more like yourself and being happier but to other people they see it completely differently and it's just uh that's something I'm gonna have to I think I'm gonna have to work through a little bit more and I'll probably come back and touch back on it but yeah, I just want to get that out. That that was this week. Kind of some realizations about masking and how pervasive it's been, I guess. Um, and I guess also that the older I get, like things don't change kind of thing. <laughs> like like I st- like earlier this week, I felt like I was 11 years old again. Um, and it's crazy. It's crazy that that still happens. And the week before, I felt like I was 15 again because I had my best friends and it was amazing and wonderful. And I realized that I'm I'm still in this weird, stuck in between ages, even though I'm an adult, I guess actually midlife, I feel safe to say. But there's a lot of times where I still feel like a young teenager and that somebody gave responsibilities to and I don't ever feel qualified for. So that's it. I'm done. I'm done ranting and and venting. I'm sorry. Um, Again, we have an email. 
it's not period always period anxiety at gmail.com and I'm hopefully going to start posting more regularly again now that things are going to settle down so I hope you've had a really good week and I will talk to you soon bye (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.